You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. And I am Emily Leadham. And we're broadcasting this morning from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thank you for joining us, allowing us into your homes. We've had a great start to our morning talking about the banquet, which is a food mission here in the city of Sioux Falls. So thank you to Andrew. And now we're going to talk about Advent. I cannot believe Advent is so close. Real quick, before we get into that conversation, uh, we just want to Look invite at you, you being all like following the rules over there. I well, that's what Jeez. they tell us to do. Well, okay, and real talk. So we this next conversation with Robin Brueggemann is going to be so great, and I know that there's going to be so many people that want to hear it, but maybe um, are going to need to get out of their car Segway. or whatever. So You're awesome. I want people to know that you can always go back and find any portion of our show this morning on the website in podcast format. So uh, with all of our various guests, that kind of thing, I know that there's going to be a lot of people. Robin is famous uh, here in the Diocese of Sioux Falls. And so, um, yeah, I want people to know that they can go and find go her. Back. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So that, that website is realpresenceradio.com uh, for more great content and where you can uh, find if you need to jump out of the car or something. Really just be late for your next meeting, because this next yeah. conversation is going to be so great. Robin Brueggemann, welcome to Real Presence Live. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for inviting me. Okay, Robin, tell us a little bit about your family, because uh, we're going to talk all about uh, Advent and family traditions and how we can kind of prepare ourselves for Advent. So start by telling us a little bit about your fam. Yeah, so I am married to Spike, the love of my life, for 27 years. We is Spike his a, real name? His real name is Michael. No way! Which would be Mike, and his nickname is Spike, and uh, that's how okay. I know him. Yeah, okay. so we've been married for 27 years. We Great. live on a farm right on the Iowa-South Dakota border. We actually live right inside of Iowa, so right on the border. I have seven awesome kiddos, one son-in-law, one new grandbaby. Um, my youngest, Benedict, will be seven tomorrow. And I have Fulton, who is 10, Blaze is 12, Justina is 14, Julia is 18, Carter is 21. And then my oldest daughter, Michaela, is a nurse for a veteran who falls. She's one married and has our new grandbaby, Melody. So, um, yeah, busy family um, of all ages. And I'm a convert to the Catholic faith, and I'm just super passionate about just learning the Catholic faith um, with my kiddos. I've been Catholic probably for, I don't know, 15-ish, between 15 and 20 years, and um, not an expert. I just, but I love being Catholic, and I love just learning more about it, and I love celebrating the Catholic faith within the home. So that's kind of my passion, is living liturgically. I love it, or as you as you affectionately call it, living lit, right? Is that yep, your website? Living is, lit. <laughs> that is my, my little phrase for it that our family kind of came up with, because we love to live liturgically, but it's all about, you know, lit is having fun, right? Yes. <laughs> it meant something different when Spike and I were younger, but now it's just all it's having yeah. fun in a good, clean way. <laughs> now the kids, yeah, all the kids these days it. say, oh, yeah, that's lit. That means that's it's totally cool. lit. Yeah. <laughs> that's totally yeah, so lit. lit. So did you jump into kind of this idea of liturgical living uh, right when you converted to Catholicism, or did that come a little bit later on? It did come later on. Um, I converted before we had kids. Um, We were married for a few years, and then I converted. So, And that was yet a ways before having kids. And, um, 
you know, I really started embracing um, just the Catholic faith and living liturgically when Michaela, our oldest, was a second grader. She was going to receive her first communion that year, and I thought, oh, my word, I don't know anything about Catholicism. What if she asked me something? And so that's kind of what started my journey. And then just learning more about the faith, I just thought, oh, I just, you know, what can we do to share this? What can we do to teach it to the kids in a fun, different, unique way? So, um, and then just as the kids have grown up, my bigs, who are now adults, have just grown up that way then, you know, doing a lot of these traditions and little um, things to invite the faith into our daily life, um, just kind of normal to them. In fact, when one of my daughters, she said, um, oh, you're going to go on the radio? What are you going to talk about? And I said, about Advent, what we do for Advent. And she said, oh, doesn't everybody do what we do? No. <laughs> and so I think it's just because they don't know any different, and not that it's right or wrong to celebrated in lots of different ways you know all of our families are different so we just all do whatever god is calling us to do but yeah um, so yeah so when you're saying living liturgically can you explain that to the listeners a little bit what that means yeah um living liturgically so the church you know has a liturgical year that is intentionally perfectly and beautifully planned out um and we go on a three-year cycle but every year and every day of the church year the church um you know there's different things we celebrate, saint days, feast days, you know, Lent, Advent. Um, there's so many beautiful things that the Church, you know, has throughout the calendar year for us to just kind of acknowledge and, um, and you know, just live. And for us, living liturgically is just staying in the rhythm of the, the Catholic Church and its beauty just every day of the year, just by doing the readings, but whatever the, um, the feast day is that we're, you know, celebrating it's um, kind of become like a conversation each day of what's going on in the church and how can we um, just incorporate that into our home, into our life. Um, so it's just kind of like staying in the rhythm with the church, with what's naturally going on within the church year cycle. Anyways, it's all laid out for us. So, um, yeah. So as we come up on Advent, uh, what are some things that you and your family do to enter deeply into the season of Advent? Well, you know, we, we do a lot of things here, so I was trying to pick out our favorites. But, um, you know, our main goal is to just all enter into this season of Advent to prepare our hearts, um, you know, to receive Jesus um, and celebrate Him and His birth. But more importantly, how do we um, instill in our kids and in ourselves that this is really about preparing? You know, we want to welcome Jesus all the time, and how can our hearts be ready for Jesus? All the time, you know, not just an advent, but all the time. Um, so do you want me to go into some of the things we do? Would love to hear yeah. about it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so one of the things that we just started actually a couple of years ago <clears throat> is called the St. Andrew Novena. And that's the prayer, and people can look it up to, hail and blessed be the hour and moment in which the Son of God was born. That's just the beginning of it. And um, I stumbled across that prayer a couple of years ago, actually. And it starts on November 30, which is the feast day for St. Andrew. And you're, um, traditionally, this is a long traditional prayer within the Catholic Church for a long time, and you pray it um, 15 times a day, every day, up through Christmas. And the first time I heard that, I thought, 15 times a day? <laughs> yeah, you should see my oh, face my right now. I did once, you know? Emily and I just but looked at each other like, what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds crazy, but so what I did is, the prayer was beautiful, and we just stumbled upon it, and so I printed some of them off, and we got some prints, and we have it at the kitchen table, so we say it always at meals. It's hanging up on the walls throughout the house. It's in a bathroom. It's propped up on the living room. It's in the family room. 
And we've just said to the kids, you know, we always pray at the meals. They know that. And if you come to our house during Advent, you'll get a little copy at the table so you can pray along. But then, you know, as we're walking through the living room or we're in the bathroom or wherever, just stop and just say that prayer and then just keep going about your day. And we have found that is such a beautiful, easy way. And, and all ages, you know, obviously not our young people that aren't reading yet, but I feel like it's something, um, you know, families can do. And a single person could do this, a married couple that's newly married. Uh, people who skitters out of the house can all do this. I feel like this is a universal way to prepare for Christmas during Advent, you know, just to stop and pray that. And I actually even had it on my screensaver on my phone last year, um, just to, you know, every once in a while just popping in and you stop, pause, say that prayer, and then it just refocuses our hearts and minds on what we're really preparing for hmm. during Advent. Um, and then we also do the Advent wreath. We've done that for years. We have an Advent wreath on our kitchen table. And what I love about that is, you are know, entering into this dark season. We're in winter right now. Well, not officially, but, you know, starting to feel like it. It's mm-hmm. dark out. And, you know, we all love to decorate for, I say Advent, it's not Christmas until December 25. But we all want to do our little holiday decorating, right? And the candles, and we want our... We want to feel festive that when there's an Advent wreath, and even just if it's a candle on the table, um, it just brings that warmth in, you know, and you're sitting around a candle and you're, you know, just just pondering it. But if you're saying prayers with it, whatever it is, it's just, to me, it's that reminder of, you know, the people in darkness have seen a great light. Mm -hmm. And we're living in dark times right now in 2020 and what, you know, we're, we're in craziness right now in our world. And even more than ever, I think... We all need that right, that, that reminder that, you know, we're all walking in darkness, but the, the light has already come. But it's just mm-hmm. that reminder we're preparing our hearts and minds right now, you know, when we're in Advent of the light. The light is coming. So we do the Advent wreath and, you know, add a candle each Sunday of Advent. So there's that progression, I think, too, especially for kiddos that can see, you know, it seems like forever to get to Christmas. But when we're doing the Advent wreath, we have that slow progression that's taking place. Um, We do the Jesse tree with our um, family, and that's the biblical story of salvation history, and it walks from creation through Christ's birth, and that uses scripture and symbols each day, Um, and then we kind of hang that around the kitchen, but I, as an adult, love it. It just kind of brings me back to the roots of everything, too. Um, and then one of our favorites is the traveling nativity. So we have done this since our kids were younger, and um, we have a nativity set that has, you know, Mary, Joseph, baby Jesus, um, the shepherd, the wise men, um, and they all of the pieces travel throughout our house, and they make us stop, you know, in the living room, the family room, the kitchen. They stop in all of the kids' bedrooms and just make their way to um, our stable, which is in our dining room, which we call the Epiphany Room because the wise men don't get there till the Epiphany. But then slowly they're progressing through our house on their way to the stable or Bethlehem. And our kids just love that. And even to my adults that are, you know, home or whatever, hey, do you see who's stopping in your room this week? And they're like, <laughs> actually, yeah, hey, I saw Joseph and Mary in my room. Um, but I just love, too, that progression towards um, Christmas but also, our, it's our journey to heaven, too. You know, it's, we are all on the journey. Um, so then Mary and Joseph arrive, you know, in the dining room, the epiphany room on um, Christmas night, and then we place baby Jesus in the manger after midnight mass and say prayers. And then the um, wise men don't arrive until the epiphany. So um, that's just kind of a fun thing to do. Um, I, I think even it. when my kids are all out of the house, I think I'll probably still do it. <laughs> Just because there's there's just something about that traveling, you know, going on. 
Yeah. Um, Robin, I, I, we need to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to hear a little bit more about this. And for, for maybe people that are listening that haven't done any traditions, um, would love to know your insights of just kind of that, where do you start? Because sometimes I can, like, I'm listening to you. I'm like, I want to do that. And 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 And I'm probably going to set myself up for total failure. So, um, (laughs) so let's, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to chat all about, uh, additional advent traditions and really where individuals can start to really enter more deeply into this season of Advent. So we will be back right after the break. Sure. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. Hi, I'm Father Chris Alar. In this world of suffering and pain, we've all experienced loss, especially the death of someone we love. And it's never harder than it is with suicide. In our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and for You, we want to be able to help you. We know that the pain and suffering is great, but we also know that we, we can get through it. So please visit suicideandhope.com to learn more. Thank you. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in South Fargo, near Saints Anne and Joachim Church. Lumen Vision is a full-service eye care facility that provides eye exams for both children and adults. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Eco Eyewear, an environmentally friendly frame company that plants a tree for each frame sold. For more information about our mission and scheduling your appointment online, you can go to lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. As a working Catholic professional, your needs and priorities for returning to college don't match a traditional campus experience. That's why the University of Mary has created a portfolio of truly affordable, truly flexible, and truly formative online graduate programs that are sure to align with today's needs. Advance your skills while strengthening your faith at the University of Mary. Visit us at catholicprofessional.life. That's dot L-I-F-E. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. I am Heather Caro. And I am Emily Leadham. And we're broadcasting this morning from the Diocesan Building in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thank you for joining us. And we've been having a fantastic conversation with Robin Brueggemann from Sioux Falls. And we're talking all about Advent. So, Robin, we left off. You had been sharing with us a lot of different things that your family does to prepare for Advent. One question I had for you. You have a span of children ranging from seven Yep. All the way to adults. So how do you yep. keep them all interested at the different yeah. age levels? <laughs> that has really been kind of an evolving thing in our home because I want to make sure that what we're doing, you know, the littles can try, you know, get something out of it 
but also don't want my bigs like rolling their eyes at it. Yeah. You know, so, um, so that's been really something that's been evolving here. And, um, I've kind of visiting with Emily and and you on break a little bit about, I think, you know, we've really turned it into what we call table talk, you know, because we want all the family involved. And, you know, if you pop into our house during Advent, you're probably, you'll be on our table talk then. And that's what's going on in the church today. Or we're doing the Jesse tree ornament tonight. Um, you know, here's the, the scripture with it, here's the symbol with it, we do the Advent readings, and um, I just feel like it's all about conversation, really, when it comes down to it. Um, you don't have to have any, you know, fancy ornaments, or you don't have to have an Advent wreath. It's really about the conversation you're having with your kids, who you know best. We all know our own kids best, and how much, you know, how much they're going to tolerate, or how much they're ready for. Um, so I feel like it's, it's just really a conversation. Yeah, you know, having together. <clears throat> and Robin's, all the other things are just little bonus. Yeah. Robin, sometimes I hear uh, Catholics, and not sometimes, all the time I hear this from Catholics, that feel like, I just don't know enough. I just, I don't know the traditions. I don't know what the Jesse tree is. I don't know the history mm-hmm. of salvation. I don't know the Bible, that kind of thing. And so it can feel really intimidating for individuals, yeah. uh, for parents, that uh, you kind of even shared your own story of when when your oldest was going through first communion and you feeling like dang I don't know anything about the church I really I need to learn this what if she asks me questions that happens all the time and and yes. it's really intimidating uh, for individuals because there's the richness of the church is just so broad and there's so much that we can receive um, so what's maybe some encouragement that you would offer to parents or grandparents that are listening right now that desire to teach their children or grandchildren some of these things, but feel like, well, I don't know. I don't know really the story of Advent. I don't really know when the wise men show up, you know, some of those things. Yeah. Yep. I would just say, you know, do not be discouraged and just be open and don't be overwhelmed. I still get that way. I am not an expert with a Catholic faith at all. I'm just a mom that just is like, I'm just going with the flow. And, um, and I think, and I tell, because I have people say that to me all the time too. And I think, and I'll tell you, know, I don't think anybody can quite grasp the, the full, beautiful richness of our faith. There's so much to know. We're always all learning. And so I just want to just encourage everybody don't ever, you know, feel intimidated or ashamed or anything. No question is dumb. If you don't know something, that's okay. You know, we can Google it. We can, you know, people can, you know, reach out to somebody like, you know, if you've heard someone speak on it, or you know someone at church, or any, you know, like, hey, what is that? What does that even mean? I mean, I'm still doing that, going, what? Like, mm-hmm. I haven't heard of that, you know? Um, but just to not be discouraged, and also not compare yourselves. I don't, I, I would, I feel bad if anybody thinks, oh my gosh, I don't do that. Am I a bad Catholic or bad mom? Yeah. Absolutely not. No yeah. way. Yeah. You know, we're all at different walks and stages, and um, wherever you're at at this moment, that's where God called you to be. But if something sparks your mind, and you think, oh, I want to do that with my family. Well, then just, you know, try and get the resources, reach out to any of us that are more than happy to, you know, point you in the right direction and then just go with it and not take on too much too. You know, we do a lot of Advent, but, you know, this is a lot of years in the making for us. And, Mm -hmm. but, you know, we'll try something one year and think, oh, that was great, but that just didn't feel quite right with the family. Then just go on to the next thing. Just do whatever Mm -hmm. fits your family but don't get discouraged. You know, God does not want discouragement, especially during Advent. It's the time of joyful expectation. You know, where 
it's not as meant to be peaceful and beautiful, and the church has many ways we can do that, but it's never meant to be stressful. God doesn't ever want us stressing out on right. <laughs> getting yes. to know Him better. That's yes. the last thing He wants. He wants whatever it'll take for us to get to know Him more and grow our faith together in our family in a peaceful, beautiful way, not a stressful way. Beautiful. How? What are some of the fruits that you have seen, Robin, um, within your own children and family by celebrating Advent this way? Oh, wow. I mean, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, I hope. Our hope is that by doing these different traditions, and, that, and it's, we have, I mean, I don't know if it's going to work or not. I mean, I've got a couple grown kids, <laughs> but um, our hope is that just by planting these seeds and doing these little traditions with them, that it is planting these seeds and hopefully um, they're just getting to know our faith a little bit more. But most importantly, it's about, I, mean, I just hope that they are just developing a connection to God and to our Lord. And um, it just seems to be the only way that I know how to do that other than just, I don't know. <laughs> you know I'm still learning. Yeah. But, but in our family, that's what, what seems to work for me in a way that I feel like I can do something that hopefully they are getting by all these traditions. Um, but I would say for sure in Advent, I feel like, you know, we try to do these things that, is, um, you know, it's, it's such a flashy, materialistic, secular world that is drawing all of our attention away from what really matters mm. during Advent, which is preparing our hearts. And even as moms and adults, we have to keep our blinders on. It's hard. And think of our kids, especially our little kids, where they're bombarded with, it's Christmas, what do you want for Christmas? You know, yeah. instead of, no, 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 this is not really about all of that. This is about coming back and centering our hearts on Jesus and preparing room for Jesus in our hearts. So I feel like when we have these things in place in our homes, then that helps us to steer clear of the busyness in the world that is pulling us in a different direction, but just re-centering our thoughts on what has mattered. Mm. I and that's I just as you're as you're thinking or talking about all of these things, you know, the benefit for the child is very clear, but the benefit for the adults, the benefit for for me as a mom or or my husband and his role as a dad, uh, because we, you're totally right. I can get swept up in. Uh, all of the flash and all of the you know excitement of Christmas and and quite mm-hmm. frankly consumerism and uh, and some of those things and so really to just have those daily reminders that form us you know it's right. like a little hammer that just kind of chisels mm. <laughs> our heart. Uh, throughout yeah. the season, which I just think is really beautiful. Um, any any wisdom from you? Uh, because there's been different times where. Uh, particularly maybe more during Lent for me where I'm like, all right, I want to do all the things. I'm going to do all the things. And it almost becomes more of like, I need to make the crafts and do the stuff. And and so much so that it becomes distracting actually from the real real purpose. Because for me, I'm not a craft person. I'm not a super organized person. Uh, I'm not a, you know, I'm just not one of those moms. Like I'd be a terrible homeschooling mom. I just would be (laughs) terrible at it. Um, So maybe some encouragement for for people like me that uh, can easily become kind of overwhelmed and and make it more of a to-do list than really having it be about uh, Christ himself. Right. You know, I think there's so many ways um, that it doesn't have to be 
crafty or um, you don't need things. I am actually a, a completely unorganized <clears throat> mess. Ask my kids or stop by on any day unannounced. You'll see. Oh, <laughs> great. I feel so much better. Yay. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I am not a crafty person either. Um, so I am a simplest. In fact, um, I quite often am actually a lazy liturgical liver. You would not think that if you, you know, if you look at my, you know, social media account for it or, or if you come to my talks or, you know, even talking to you now, I don't want anybody to ever feel overwhelmed, but you might, you might feel that way. But honestly, um, you know, we're a busy family. I'm not super crafty. I'm not organized. Um, I'm quite often a day late, even on some things. I'm like, oh, hey, yesterday was whatever day. I meant to celebrate that with you. Let's talk about that and let's just do this real quick. You know, um, you don't have to be perfect to do this. And um, it, it looks so different in many of our homes. Some of us do the same things, but many of us do different things, but we're coming out with the same outcome or still drawing that attention to whatever we're celebrating, but most importantly, drawing our hearts to our Lord. And I think that um, each of us, you know, different things stand out to each of us, but as moms or women, we have that little like, oh, I want to do that. Well, then how can we do that, whatever it is, without creating more stress in our family? Because um, like that was the last thing we want. We want it to be beautiful, and it can be beautiful. And also to have the confidence to do it, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't have to look yeah. beautiful. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's, it's, you know, God, the Holy Spirit takes over. When you say, you know, we're going to do this, Holy Spirit, take care of it for me. The Holy Spirit jumps in, and he's got you covered. You yeah. know, like, I rely on that all the time. It's not me. <laughs> you know, I might have to maybe print off a prayer or two here or there, but then it's like, okay, Holy Spirit, please do what you need to do, because I can't do it without you. Come on, God, step in. And he, he always steps in to take it and take care of it for you. Mm. Well, I, I so appreciate your honesty in that, because, yeah, like yeah. I said, I think it can be a little bit overwhelming sometimes with all of the potential that we can do. So, yeah, I love that. So it's okay to be a lazy liturgical liver at <laughs> oh, times. Totally. I and, uh, am. I'm very- yeah. <laughs> well, Robin, thank you so much for just sharing your heart. Hey, can you share your website or, or your Facebook page where people can find yep. additional ideas? Yep, I'm on um, Facebook and Instagram at Divine Nine, the number nine, so Divine Nine Living Lit. And um, I've been kind of behind the last month, but I plan to get on there real soon and start cranking out some of our Advent things we do and maybe explain it a little more clearly and try and get some resources on there. Oh, fabulous. Okay, I'm going to follow you right now on Instagram. So <laughs> Divine Divine Nine Living Lit. Living lit. Found it. Okay, great. I am now (laughs) following you. Thank you so much, Robin. We um, pray that you and your family have a very blessed Advent and would appreciate your prayers for our listeners as well. Absolutely. We'll chat with you next time. God bless. Absolutely. Well, everyone, it has been an awesome morning so far. Don't don't forget that you can find any of these uh, things on our website at realpresence.com. But we'll be back with more great Real Presence coming up next.